0: something with you guys this morning before we start I love this about my pastor and really hardly ever fails on Sunday morning that that our uh, staff doesn't get a text from him encouraging us and and building us up and this morning was no different But I want to share this one with you all. I should do this more often probably, but it's always a good word. But I think this song is going to be so fitting to place this this message into. It says, use your voice as a weapon. And, And you can really think a long time about that. That statement right there, use your voice as a weapon. Sometimes we come in and we go through the motions a little bit, not thinking about the weapon that we're we're, Satan's coming at us hard but praise and worship is a weapon and and I I want to intentionally use that especially this morning as we're encouraged to do that it says use your voice as a weapon let's praise him today these are exclamations too you know that makes a difference drive back the enemy with shouts of praise I think that's just a great and a wonderful thing to do When you shout yes, you shout praise, you shout hallelujah, and this song is going to invite you to do that as you lift up praise and you sing and you worship, and it also allows you to shout. The Bible instructs us time and time again to sing, to shout, to praise, to just to let it out to God in worship, and we do that this morning, Father, we worship you today in Jesus' name.
1: On my heart, and I know some people this morning that need prayer, so ladies, Pam Sharp right there, if you will go around her, you can stay right there, Pam, ladies, right over here is Pam, she needs a touch from the Lord this morning, so if I can get some ladies right over here in this section, she's got a green shirt on, you guys can pray over her, and I just met uh, Mr. Wilmore, and it's his first time coming, but I just want to encourage him, so I get some brothers back there in the back, he's sitting back there. I don't mean to embarrass him or anything. I just want to encourage him in the Lord. So if I can get some guys back there in the back to pray over him, just bless him this morning. Anybody else that might need prayer, we're going to pause right here. You need prayer in your life. You need God to touch your heart this morning. You're dealing with some stuff. Why not come right now while we're worshiping him? Because when we think about what he's done for us, what he's going to continue to do for us, it should make you want to shout. It should make you want to praise the Lord. So we're going to sing this a little more if you need prayer for anything if you're struggling you're dealing with some stuff please come and we'll take a moment right here to just encourage each other in the lord said, thinking about the Lord, I kept singing the song. When I feel and like I'm hearing from the Lord on things, I want to pause and, and obey that. And the worst thing that happened, if I miss it, is we prayed for some people. That's pretty good. So I pray you are blessed this morning and you are ready for a new year. I know... Uh, this particular Sunday, when it kind of falls like this, it's been a long week for people with holidays and Christmas gatherings and everything, but I appreciate you being here. I do. Uh, to get up anyway, whether you're tired and worn out and come to church, it is an encouragement to me every week to be with you. And hopefully you feel the same way as you walk in these doors every Sunday, that you are encouraged uh, as we gather together. Amen couple of things, if you are a first-time guest today, if you'll just slip your hand up real quick, I'm not going to call you up here, I just want to welcome you to Orchardville Church. First-time guest with us, anybody? Right over here. Great to have you with us, and there's a card in the seat in in front of you, in the back of the seat in front of you, if you'll just fill that out, turn at the welcome desk, we have a gift for you, and I pray you are blessed. Uh, by the service today and what God's doing in your heart. We have a gift for you at the welcome desk if you'll turn that in after church. We'd appreciate it. Um, Also, we have... Here it is. Last few years, we've done 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I'll just leave it at that. It's been good. It's been challenging for some. This year, we are doing something a little bit different uh, because... We usually have an oasis in January, we usually have a men's breakfast in January, and pastor doesn't always think of those things, so it took me three years to figure it out, so people don't, you know, why are you having these things when we're supposed to be fasting? So this year, we're going to do prayer and fasting, we're focusing in on that, week of January 15th through the 19th, so... Uh, between now and then you have some time to think about of course fasting you know, a lot of people go straight to food But if there's something else like maybe you have some health things where you have to eat uh, There's some other things that you can pray about that God may reveal to you to give up for that week those five days uh, One of them that a lot of people give up each year is social media Believe it or not. That is a sacrifice for people It's probably easy to believe right Okay, so it may be something like that, it may be sweets, it may be, you know, whatever God leads you to, you pray about it, you figure that out in the week of uh, January 15th through the 19th, you fast. Now remember when you're fasting, whatever that is, you use that time instead to seek the Lord, to be in his presence, to pray, to read your word, alright? We're doing this as a church, I believe there's power in this. As we come together as a church, for God to do whatever he wants to do in the year of 2024, Amen. So keep that in mind on your calendars. If you have questions about fasting, if you're new to faith and you're just not sure what it is, I've got some information I can get to you. Um, It is biblical. Jesus said we should be doing that. Not if you do, but he said when you do. Okay. So keep that in mind. Pray about that as we get closer to that date. All right. Let's get into the word. Uh, I still feel like we need to preach the word today. God's moving. So we're going to share his word as well. All right. We're going to talk about over the next four weeks, going to another level in our faith. Um, I'm looking for big things in my life in 2024. Uh, if you're a part of this church for very long, you know what we've been through, uh, as a family, I've been stuck. I'll be honest I still get up here and preach this word, I still feel like I hear from the Lord, but as far as me personally, I've been stuck since we went through what we went through. And in 2024, I'm expecting to be unstuck, and I'm expecting to move forward in the things that God has for me in this ministry here at Orchardville Church. I want to go to another level in Him. I hope you do too, individually and as a church. So we're going to be talking about this over the next four weeks. Let's go to another level. Uh, We're going to be in Luke chapter 9 this morning. But before I get into the scripture, I want to ask you guys a question. Have you ever wanted something so bad you couldn't do without it? Anybody? You wanted something so bad and you could not do without it. Anybody? Now, I'm going to use one that's kind of fun, and you'll be like, oh, that's what you couldn't do without? Hey, it was me as a kid and as a big kid as I grew up. (laughs) But years ago, I always wanted to have the latest and greatest, again, bear with me, video game system. (laughs) Uh, I know uh, I'm catching some flack already in the minds of the older ones. Uh, But I always wanted to have the latest video game system if if there's any gamers out there, you know That was me, and I started my gaming journey back with the Atari 2600 (laughs) It was released in 77 I was born in 76 I was not playing games at one year as a one-year-old It came a little bit later, but that's the one I started with I believe it was brown and black And it had like these switches on it silver switches that you had it's a lot different than today kids Okay. But I always wanted one. I needed the gaming machines. I enjoyed gaming. Um, I also wanted it because everybody else had them, right? And as the new machines kept coming out, I always wanted the new ones. So I would save my money or I would beg my mom and dad or later in life beg Sarah early on in our marriage. <laughs> Please, honey. You don't understand. It's the PS4, Now it's PlayStation 5, we don't have one of those. And actually I haven't even been, I haven't played video games in a long time, except when Jackson would ask me to come in and beat his butt in basketball or baseball. And I did, because I don't raise no (laughs) sissies. And not everybody gets the trophy. Son, you're going to have to learn how to get better. (laughs) If he was here, he would tell you that, I said it to him. I'd come upstairs and Sarah would be like, why do you beat him all the time so bad? I said, because he needs to get better. I'm not just going to let him win. <laughs> so anyway, they're right, Brylin, wherever she's at. <laughs> anyway, so growing up as a gamer, liking those games, I needed it worse than anything else I ever did in my life. And I'd save my money up and get those gaming systems. And there was such a strong desire that I would do anything to satisfy that desire. Now, I'll also, <laughs> this sounds bad throwing it in a second, the pursuit of a wife. <laughs> As a teenager, you want a significant other. If, you don't, if, you, if you're in here and say, no, I don't, yeah, you do. <laughs> God put that in us to find someone of the opposite sex to marry and have family with and relationship with. So uh, my pursuit of relationships wasn't always a good thing when I started out in dating. Actually, it was horrible. That's a whole other sermon. But then I found this lady right here. And the pursuit stopped because we were perfect for each other. Do we have a perfect relationship? No, but we're perfect for each other. And we work on that every day. Couples? Every day it takes work. If you don't work at it and things are going rough, you will drift apart. And if God's not in the middle of it, you will drift apart. Keep working on it. He puts you together. Vows mean something. Love you. All right. So have you ever, here's another question. Have you ever desired anything like that in your life where you just had to have it? Anybody? Lift your hand up this morning. I got to have it. I desire it so much. And I'm sure most of us, whether we want to raise our hand or not, have done this. You've desired something so much. But my next question is, have you ever desired Jesus like that? (laughs) Have you ever wanted Jesus and and to walk with him more than anything else in the world? Like, I just got to have Jesus. I know this is going on and I know this is going on and this is great and everything in my life, but I have to have Jesus. Jesus. Have we desired him like that? Have you been willing to lay everything else down to fulfill the desire to be all that Jesus wants you to be? We're going to talk about desire this morning. And again, Luke chapter 9, verses 20 through 23 is where we're going to be at this morning. And I'm dry. My mouth, not my preaching, hopefully. Luke 9, 20 through 23. If you guys will stand for the reading of the word, it says, Then he asked them, But who do you say I am? Peter replied, You are the Messiah sent from God. Jesus warned his disciples not to tell anyone who he was. The Son of Man must suffer many terrible things, he said. He will be rejected by the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He will be killed, but on the third day he will be raised from the dead. Then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants, or your version may say, desires to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Father, we thank you again for the opportunity to be here, to encourage each other, Father, to be in your presence, to worship you. Lord, right now I just ask for hearts and ears and minds to be open to your word. And Lord, that we would want, desire to go to another level and you in our faith God, we just praise you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Again, a little bit of, of context here of what we just read. The disciples confessed Jesus as the Christ. He, uh, Jesus asked them who the world thought he was. Then he asked them who they thought he was. And Peter says, you are the Messiah. And so he responds to their confession or their profession here. And in response to Peter's confession, Jesus in effect says, okay, you accept me as Lord and Savior. Now here's what living a life based on that confession looks like. And when we confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we come to the altar, or we pray in our car, or we pray in our home, wherever it happens at, that we believe on him, we're not done. That's not all there is to it, right? When we we are born again, we are, we ex- we believe on Jesus, we accept him into our heart and our life. We have to move forward, not as, as we once were, but as a new creation in him now. There's something to do afterwards. When we're born again, we have to live a new life. If I, if I kneel down here and give my heart to the Lord, believe on him, surrender my life to him, I don't go out there and do the same things I used to be doing. There's a sanctification process that's happening inside of me now, and as I come to know the Lord more and I obey the Holy Spirit that's now living inside of me, I strive to be more like Jesus and he starts cutting things out of my life that don't belong in the holiness of who he is So i'm changing Our new lives call for new lifestyles. You don't say yes to christ without saying yes to change Okay You don't say yes to christ without saying yes to change if you're saying you surrender your life to him It's not about what you want anymore it's about what he would want for your life. Many of us start this Christian journey with all of that in mind. We understand that. And we're on fire for Jesus. How many of you remember when you were first saved? Does it look the same now as what it did then? Ooh. I say no way as well for my life. Why? Because God changed. No. (laughs) No, He hasn't. And that same excitement that you felt on the day you gave your life to the Lord and things started changing for you is the same excitement you should have today as you come into the house of the Lord. Some of you are (laughs) like, We were on fire for Him. We would do anything and witness to anyone for Him. But things change over time. That fire starts to get dim over time. We just sang some amazing, powerful songs. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, just stop right there. I was born into a life of sin, headed straight for hell, and God saved me. That's enough to be excited about every time we get together every time I in my car listen to worship music every time I'm at home with my family. He saved me. He saved us Placed my feet he turned my life around he placed my feet on solid ground And those songs seem to hit a little bit different when he first saves us and we first surrender our life to him but for some reason we start losing that fire as the years go by If anything, I think the more and more we learn about the Lord and the closer we get to him in intimacy, we would get even more excited about who he is. Right? We don't want to go through the motions. I think about in my worship, each time I have the opportunity to press in and worship, we know that Jesus sticks closer to to us than a brother, We know he's here. I can't fathom not worshiping him when I have the opportunity to. Because he's here. I can't fathom when I think about the Lord and how he saved me. It's awkward. I can't fathom not praising him and not worshiping him after all he's done for me, after all he continues to do. But we let things get in the way sometimes when we think about our relationship with the Lord. We come into the church house on Sundays or Wednesdays. Uh, We let life get in the way sometimes because things happen in life. It's difficult sometimes. We let money get in the way sometimes. I don't talk a lot about money. I should teach on it some, I'm sure. But I trust that you as a believer, as you read your word, you know that tithing is biblical. When you refuse to tithe, your money's cursed. That's what the Bible tells us. We'll get into that another time. But money sometimes gets in the way of our relationship with the Lord. Bills start piling up. Our health, right? Things happen with our health. Indifference. We get some trust issues, and before we know it, the fire again that we had for the Lord has dimmed. It's went down some. But verse twenty three is the key to living the Christian life. It's the key to going to another level as a Christian. If any of you desires to be my follower, how many of you in here desire to be a follower of Jesus? If you're a believer, I better see your hand up. Okay. If any of you desires to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. It does not say, take up your cross Sunday at 10 o'clock and drop it off at 1115 It is every single day we give up our own way, we take up our cross, and we follow him. That's the key to going to new levels as a Christian. How many of you in here, let's be honest, okay, please, (laughs) this is the church house, you are a Christian, be honest. How many of us are happy with where we are as a Christian right now? (laughs) Okay, not a lot of hands there. How many of us would want some change in our life? Okay. How many of you would say, I want to take my relationship with Jesus to a new level? I'm tired of being where I'm at. Amen. To take our relationship with Jesus to another another level, it calls for change. And there's four changes over these next four weeks that I want to talk about that Jesus is saying here in this scripture. And they're not things that we can do in our own strength. I don't know why we think we can do so many things in our own strength, but we need the power of God and the power of his Holy Spirit in us to accomplish things that he wants us to do, okay? These changes are not salvation, but the working and evidence of salvation in our life. We need to incorporate these changes in our lives, and we're never going to move deeper and fuller in the things of Christianity until we have these basics down. So these four things, desire that we're, gonna, we're talking about today, denial, death and decision and again this morning we're talking about desire the definition of desire the Greek word used here means to choose to prefer to wish or to be inclined to Webster's Dictionary defines desire as a long for or a craving do you long for Jesus do you crave relationship with Jesus So to desire something is to long for it, to want it, to crave something in our lives. What should be the object of our desire? Jesus. We should crave a relationship with him more than anything else. To follow him. That should be our desire, to follow him. To walk with him. Walking with Jesus should be a longing in all of us. I want to walk with Jesus. I want him to lead my life. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit and what he wants me to do. If we don't have this desire, there will be no fire. There's my little rap for today. Without a desire, there will be no fire. If you don't desire to follow after the things of God, if you don't desire to be following the leading of the Holy Spirit, you will have no fire for God in your life. You'll be going through the motions. It'll be mundane. You'll be complacent with things. What does it mean to follow Him? It means walking in the places Jesus walked and doing the things He did. How many of you have walked through Walmart and seen somebody hurting physically or spiritually or emotionally? You just know they're dealing with something. How many of you, now that you raised your hand, how many of you stopped and prayed for that person right then? There's some. If we're going to be like Jesus, let's act like Jesus. He always was sensitive to what was going on in people's lives. But Rick, I, I, sometimes in Walmart, I don't need to see all I see in Walmart. I just want to get in and out. And we're here to minister to people. We're here to be obedient to what Jesus would have us to do, to the Holy Spirit that's within us telling us, Stop. Minister to this person. To go to this next level as a Christian, we've got to go with Jesus wherever he leads us. And following his lead should be our desires. We should want more than anything to be with him. Some of my favorite time on Sunday mornings is 9.15 to 9.45 in my office. I just put on worship music or some prophetic prayers and I just soak in it. For one, I want my mind and my heart to be where it needs to be before I come out here. And for another, I just love being in the presence of the Lord. And I think it's important for us to do that, to be with him, be where he wants us to be, to do the things Jesus did, to be like him, to be Jesus to the world around us. What did Jesus spend much of his time doing? some practical ways that we can emulate and, and, and follow his example. He spent time in prayer. How many of you would be honest and say, sometimes that's a struggle for me to pray? Okay? I appreciate your honesty. Jesus prayed. Luke 9.18 tells us that he left the crowds to go and pray alone often. He was the Son of God. He was perfect in every way. He had the power of God. Yet Jesus took the time to pray. To his father John 8 28 so jesus said when you have lifted up the son of man on the cross Then you will understand that I am he I do nothing on my own, but say only what the father taught me So he submitted himself to the father and his earthly communication was through prayer He talked to god And he did that so he could know and do the will of the father If we'd stop before we go into Walmart or Kroger or wherever we go, Lord, show me when I go in here, not where the best price of a pork loin is. Show me how I can be your hands and feet to someone. Wouldn't that change some things? And then when he does it, be obedient. We know that if the Son of God needed to pray... How much more do we need to be in prayer about things? Come after Jesus means that we will spend time in prayer. He also, another thing to be like Jesus, he spent time with believers. Now look around. I know there's some sickness going around. There's a lot of people missing today. Jesus spent time with believers. If you're not here because you're sick, we're praying for you. If you're not here because you're lazy, I'm praying for you. (laughs) He was with his disciples when he spoke this in Luke 9. Shortly after this, he took Peter, James, and John with him to his transfiguration. And from that point on, he withdrew more from the crowds and he spent more time with his disciples. It was with the believers that the groundwork for this gospel explosion was laid He thought it was important for the believers to be together with him in fellowship and prayer and worship and learning. That's church. That's how we gather each week. Hebrews 10, 24, 25, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near I told you guys when I walk in here I am encouraged every single week I love to see your smiling faces I love to see your grumpy faces <laughs> its motivation I'm gonna get you to smile one of these weeks <laughs> coming after Jesus taking a relationship with him to another level means we're spending time with his people We're spending time together. Jesus also spent time reaching out to those who needed his touch. In this same chapter, if you go on to verse 42, a man came with his child who was demon-possessed. The boy needed the touch of Jesus. Jesus touched him and changed his life forever. you know what? The power resides in you as a believer to reach out and touch people with the power of Jesus. You have that within you. It's there. It's there. We too can reach out and touch someone and see God heal them in Jesus' name. The Bible tells us that. We can cast out demons. What are you talking about, Rick? Now more than ever, it's happening. There is spiritual warfare going on in the heavenlies right now. And there are people walking around demon-possessed. And a lot of them are even scared of the believers of today. We have to walk around with the power and authority that's been put in us with, within us by the Holy Spirit. And we have the power to cast them out. Amen? Amen. We can cast them out instead of them letting them hang around to torment people. We have the ability to reach out in the name of Jesus to those who are hurting. And this world, I'll tell you right now, it's full of hurting people. It's full of angry people. It's full of people that are depressed. But we have within us the power to touch and change lives. We're his hands and feet to this hurting world. So to, to again, to go to another level with him, to come after Jesus means that we reach out in the name of Jesus to a hurting world. World hurting people. Jesus also spent time pointing people to the cross. His conversation with Nicodemus, he summed it up the gospel in John three sixteen. God loved the world so much he sent Jesus to die on the cross so that whoever believes will be saved. If we are sitting in this church house right now, saved, born again, blood bought Christians, we know the significance of the cross. We know what that means. We know what it means for us and we know what it means for the lost who trust in Jesus. We know what Jesus did for us. To come after Jesus means that we point people to the cross. He loved you that much. So this morning I ask, how's your desire? We know what desire means. We know what it means to follow Jesus. What Jesus wants is people who desire to follow him. He wants people who desire to spend time in prayer who desire to spend time with other believers, who wants people to reach out in his name in a hurting world and touch people's lives. And he wants people to point the loss to the work of the cross. Cross. But how do we develop this desire in us? I think that we all have it as believers, it's all in here. The desire to follow Jesus is in here, but it's been suppressed for too long and it hardly ever gets let out anymore. The way we feel that desire is the same way we seek to fulfill that desire. We spend time in prayer. Make it a goal in 2024. If you're not dedicated and obedient in your prayer life, change that. Work on that. Even if it's just five minutes a day, work on that. Spend time with other believers. If you're a part-time church attender, let's go full-time. What's part-time, Rick? Uh, I say twice a month. That's part-time. What's full-time? Every week you're able to be here. reach out in 2024 reach out to people some of you guys have a lot of skills and things that you can do reach out when there's a need be the hands and feet of Jesus point people to the cross it takes if we want to go to another level in him it takes a desire do you have the desire or do you want the desire If you're unsatisfied and a lot of hands went up that you want more in this relationship with Jesus, you want more than what you have right now, it means that you have a desire inside of you. I want to know him more. I want to go to another level in my faith. If you're tired of the status quo that has led to complacency in your life, know that that's not what God wants for you either. That's not what he wants for you to be complacent and just going through the motions. We should make God a part of every single minute of every single day. Here's some things. As we desire more of him, you know what? Your interests are going to change. As we desire more of him, our mindsets are going to change. As we desire more of him, our desires are going to change. As we desire more of him, your relationships with people are going to change. Change. As we desire more of him, we will be more willing to obey him. As we desire more of him, we will experience more of the Holy Spirit. I've told you guys what I've prayed for in the past. I'm going to continue to pray for it now and seek more of God. I want to be able to read people's stories complete strangers. I want God to give me uh, words of knowledge and wisdom to people, to speak into them that I don't even know and they don't know me, to show them he's real. I want God to start speaking through me prophetically for words for the church and for you as a body. I want to see thousands of people saved that come through this church. I want us to go to another level in our walk with the Lord. As we desire more of him, you'll invest more time in your relationship with him through studying his word and praying. One of my favorite verses, I'm trying to wrap up here. Luke 17, five. The apostle said to the Lord, show us how to increase our faith. And maybe that first step this morning And going to another level is asking God to give us the desire. And maybe we should start praying, Father, show us how to increase our faith. Show us how to increase our faith. I have a renewed hope. And I've been filling Sarah's ear with negativity and complaining and moaning and griping and I don't understand, and that song's a lie, and blah, blah, blah. And I have told you guys, I've been stuck. But I came across something last night that gives me a renewed hope for 2024. And again, I know God has not changed. I know just because I went through what I went through doesn't make God any less of a God than what he was before that. He's still my God. He's still the one true God, and he sent his son Jesus to save me. Just like he saved my son. But I have a renewed hope in 2024. And I'm going to stand on this. I'm going to believe this. I read this last night and I wanted to share with you guys this morning. It spoke to my heart and I know God led me to to this because he knows I needed it. Don't you like when he does things like that? And I want to pray it out loud this morning with some power. If it's for nobody else, it's for me. But I feel like this is probably for a lot of people in here this morning. Are you ready? I'm telling you, it's good. This first half of this is me. So if it's just for me, I'm going I'm to take it in. Go ahead and stand with me this morning too. Because I wanted to hit you. Hit you good. Oh my God, my eyes are veiled with darkness. I cannot see, the, see past the heavy blackness that is in front of me. Again, this is me. I have lost my way, and I am trapped in the deepest pit. How long must I endure, O oh God? How long will I cry before you answer me? My spirit is growing weak. I open my mouth to pray, but cannot find the words. I have wrestled with my flesh and have fought until I have no strength left. My feet are slipping as I call out to you, the Most High. My hope is fading before me, and I cannot see ahead to a new day. But I know you, O God. (laughs) Here's my renewed hope. I remember your faithfulness. I remember the times you have come to my rescue and how you secured my feet on solid ground. Man, we sang about that in two different songs today. I remember how you defended me in the presence of my enemies. You are the God who knows me and knows the plans you have made for me. The darkness that I see ahead is not dark to you. You can see me through the fog and the heaviness. You have written a glorious story for all my days. You have stepped in and fought for me when I had no strength. You have taken a hold of me and guided me when I have gone off course. You are the God who goes before me and clears a path for me. You have promised that I will see your goodness in the land of the living. You collect every tear and hold this aching heart in your merciful hands. It is you that I call, and I know you turn your ear to me. I know your eyes have not left me and that your goodness follows me. Help me to wait on you. Help me to trust in your unfailing word, for my hope is in you and nothing else. You are the only one who I call out out to. You are the most high. You are El Roy, the God who sees me. You are Elohim, the creator of all and the holder of my world. I will trust in your name. I will trust in your power. I will trust in who you say you are. You are my God. I cling to you and I wait upon you. Renew my strength and increase my faith. For my hope and your great love will not be put to shame. Increase our faith this morning and this year. Take Orchardville Church to another level in boldness and courage, another level in your spirit, and another level in your power. Let us desire more of you. In Jesus' name, amen. If our praise team would come back up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's why I have hope for 2024. That's why I have hope for the rest of my life. We all get to this point in our spiritual life where we just go through the motions and we never advance in our faith. We get lazy or we get indifferent and we forget the power that Jesus has in our life and we truly desire and pursue him. You know, if there's no effort put forth in any relationship, how great of a relationship is it really? Take action this morning. Your relationship with Jesus is totally worth it. It's worth it as we move along in this series over the next few weeks I am praying for myself to go to another level in him as an individual I'm praying that you'll be challenged to do the same thing and I'm praying for us as a church that we go to another level in him it's not going to be about wonderful worship music It's going to be about the anointing that's on our singers and musicians. It's not going to be another just, oh, I just hope he gives me just the right sermon. It's about the power of the word of God coming into your life. I don't want to play church. I've told you guys that. I want to see God move. The world needs to see God move. The places that God's going to take us may not be for everybody in this room right now, but I'm gonna follow him. And you can either get on board with the power of God and what he's going to do, or you can sit back and watch the power of God and what he wants to do. But I believe that the power of God is still for today. He is still the same God that we heard our grandparents and great-grandparents testify about. He is still the same God that wants to take deformed arms and legs and straighten them out in the power of Jesus' name. And I am praying, I am praying again for salvations, for healings, for miracles, for God to move in power. And for us to have a new boldness and courage to be the hands and feet of Jesus outside of here. We're going to open up the altars as we worship. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I am telling you, He is the best thing that will ever happen to you. And that relationship with Him will get you through some dark, dark times in your life. You'll be able to overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. So as we open the altars, Father, right now, I thank you for who you are. And Lord, I I thank you for your word. And Lord, I thank you for renewed hope, renewed hope in you for this new year. God, I pray right now, if, if somebody in here doesn't know you, Father, it is not complicated. We just have to recognize and believe that you did send your son to this earth. He did live a perfect life. He was crucified on a cross. He was beaten. His blood was spilled for the forgiveness of our sins. Lord, that we can come and that he died. He rose again after three days. He is seated in heaven right now with you. And Lord, as we want to, as the Holy Spirit brings it upon our hearts to come and give our lives to Jesus. I pray right now, if anybody doesn't know you in here, God, that they make that decision today, that they stop hiding their pain in a bottle or in pills or whatever it is, God, in relationships and in pornography and, and whatever it is, Father, I pray that they understand that that's not what will fill the void that they have right now. It is you, it is your son. It is the power of the Holy Spirit. So I pray they come, Father. If there's people in here today, Father, that need to renew that commitment to you, Father. They've got complacent. They've got lazy. They're just going through the motions. Father, we want to go to another level, and I pray people respond to that, and they get a desire this morning. I, want, I desire to know him more. I desire to know more of the things of God. I desire to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. I desire to be the hands and feet of Jesus this morning. I pray they come. And spend time with you, God. We praise you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over every heart and every mind. If I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus.